podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by my brother. I'm Jeremy, Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix, in the building, in the booth. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You are now tuned in to Pop Culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. And boy, do we have a pop for y'all today. Today, we're talking about a marathoner. In fact, I should give y'all her name. Jeremy, you remember her name? I have no clue. We're talking about a marathoner who was so, let's say, dedicated. Dedicated <laughs> that she completed this race. Now, a lot of people complete marathons. But Addie Zarener, Zarener, as I will say it, Addie Zarener, was so dedicated that she pooped herself, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. She pooped herself and continued the race. Wasn't it multiple times? That's where I was going. She didn't just poop herself. She pooped three times. That's disgusting. Disgusting. And kept kept running. And more importantly, pooped herself and talked about it. And talked about it. And was proud of it, Jeremy. Was proud of it. I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know if that's like strong fortitude. Like, hey, you know, I did what I did and I overcame or just plain nuts, Brandon. I don't know whether to respect her or clown her. Actually, I do know what she wanted to do. But I'm <laughs> All I'm thinking about, you know how sometimes if you don't wipe just perfectly, oh, if, you stop, don't bidet, stop if you don't have a bidet, if you don't have one of those moist towelettes and you get a little itch later on. Jeremy, can you imagine the itching that this woman was having running this race? Brandon, the cheeks are sliding against each other for miles. Do you know? <laughs> do you know how much chafing and rawness there were? Ain't all the cocoa, just, ain't, en- ain't enough cocoa butter in the world to soothe that. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, and down your leg. They said she stunk so bad they had to wrap her, take her into a bathroom, clean her up, and then get her to a hotel room. This is disgusting, Brandon. I just I understand being proud. Hey, you got your uh, career high. There's no way you could live that down. I don't care what you did. I'm sorry. I don't care what you did. Now, I've heard of stuff like this before. NFL players, they'll talk about all the time. Instead of running off the field, they just go ahead and pee. That's nasty in itself. But at least it's pee. We are talking about pooping yourself. I just, I, I don't know, Brandon. I understand it's something that you've practiced and worked for for months and months, and here's the big time, and you don't want to let your stomach ruin it for you. But, whoo, man, that takes that takes a lot. That takes a lot. I'm sorry. No, I would have I had to stop. I get it. You don't want to let your stomach ruin it for you, but it did, okay? Seven miles in, it ruined it for you. It's over. Stop. Disgusting. I think she finished top 30. I think that's what it says, right? I have no clue. She came in 30th out of 3,133 women. Yeah. So, and here's the other thing. (laughs) She got sick, but it was because of what she ordered. She ordered the mushroom pasta at their pre-race dinner and got sick. Yeah, I just, I just don't know what to make of it. But I think the biggest thing for me is not, the action was terrible. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do sometimes for your goals. It's the. But what is the goal? What is the goal? Is the goal just to finish? If the goal is just to finish, she could have stopped at the porta potty. She purposely passed the porta potty. I don't so know. She wouldn't spoil her pace. Well, I don't know if there's a monetary gain from from finishing top thirty. I don't know if you have to be top something to qualify for another event. There's a bunch of nuances that go into it. I think the biggest thing that happened here that was the biggest crime. Was the admitting and being proud of it, Brandon. So proud. There's a lot of things that we do that we ain't proud of, that we aren't we aren't telling people about. The problem is her telling people that she did it. I just don't get that. And you know what? I'm not the only one. I was looking at, I think it's pilerats.com, and I'm not sure what all this website offers. All I know is that when I Googled a certain topic, this is what popped up, and it was true. It said that we've all been there. And if you say you have it, you're a freaking liar. 
you've or it said or at least you've been close which i think everybody kind of bit that yeah uh you lost a little bit of control of a really funny joke or you gambled with a risky food or bestowed an inappropriate amount of trust in a fart <laughs> <laughs> which is the truth i mean sometimes it happens he said and most of us in our lives will probably use the bathroom in our pants but it's not often discussed and it says why are people so afraid to share their stories there's generally a lot of understanding uh, out there for things beyond our comp- control, like depression or illness or different things that we like. But using the bathroom doesn't seem to be one of them. <laughs> for what must be what what may be the funniest example of bodily betrayal and loss of control. There's not a lot of love out there for these kinds of stories. And you know what, Brandon? There's not. No, nope. he, he ain't lying when he's talking about we've all been there. Now, I haven't done that. But Ben Close, no. but Ben Close had to rush to a bathroom, had to push little kids out the way so you could get to where you needed to be. Definitely. Barely made on time. Of course, you know, but I didn't talk about it. I didn't, you know, and if it did happen, I'm certainly not admitting nothing. Not here, not there, not anywhere, not ever. Have some cooth. Don't talk about it. And Jeremy, by the way, I did some digging. I've been looking if there was a monetary reward, they would have talked about it. She didn't win anything but pride. And if you want to call that pride, I got another thing coming for you. There's nothing that you should be proud about when it comes to pooping down your leg. Nothing. I feel like we should find her on Twitter and give her a nickname that'll never come undone. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I think no, that no. Would be easy. No, no. But she's proud of it. So this is um, a nickname of honor <laughs> that we'll give her. Whatever you want to call it. Well, that's what we got. Have you been there? Have you had your body betray you? What do you think of this story? Get at us. The RVK. Rat me, boys! You guys, our partners at Symbol have a brand new offering that we are really excited about. A quick reminder that you probably already know. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 8,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.symbol.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code RASPY12. R-A-S-P-Y-12 for a money-back guarantee. Yes, you heard that right. Symbol is offering a money-back guarantee to all of the listeners for our show. That money-back guarantee means even if you lose money in the first 90 days, Symbol will will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Visit www.symbol.com and use the promo code RASPY12 and your deposit will have a money-back guarantee up to $500. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today. Basketball season is finally here, Big 12 fans. And for your home for men's and women's basketball, come to Midwest Madness. We are doing game coverages, going over game analysis, different rankings of teams, and consistently looking at the best matchups in the conference You're not going to want to miss out on all the amazing basketball coverage we have, so go check out Midwest Madness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. I got five on it. That's right. It's the RVK. I'm Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix. I'm in here in the building, once again, in the booth with my brother, Brandon Phoenix. AKA I also hate Pitt. And we're going to drop these five answers on you. We need these five questions. Listen up close. After that, do not leave because we got two more segments. we going in and why we hate Minnesota. But for right now, Jordan, spin it. Wow, how about that first segment, huh? Didn't think we were going to go that far today, but welcome back, Raspy Voice Kids fans, to another segment of I Got Five on it. I'm your host, Jordan, and let's get things started with the first blank. Huggins being nominated for the Hall of Fame yet again is blank. Redundant. 
It's redundant because it happens year after year after year with the same result. Nothing should change because Huggins' resume speaks for itself. It's impeccable. He should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. He is a Hall of Famer. Everyone who knows basketball knows it. No one can deny it except for the Hall of Fame committee. So we'll see if it happens. But my bet is that it won't. It's redundant. Yes, I feel like this is the last time. The last time he's going to be nominated because he doesn't need to be nominated next year when he's sitting there in the Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Huggins. I'm not trying to jinx nothing, but he deserves it. We all know he deserves it. It's only a matter of time, and I'm hoping that this will be the last time. Number two, with Letty not playing in the bowl game, blank will be the offensive player of the game. Tony Mathis will be the player of the game because I don't think the plan changes. I think running the ball is important for this West Virginia offense, especially to take the pressure off of Jared Dagey. I think Tony Mathis does some things that Letty Brown does not do as well, and I think he's ready and willing to show out. So I think Tony Mathis will get over 100 yards rushing against Minnesota, who's got a stout rushing defense, but I think we get over 100 yards, and Tony Mathis is that guy. Going into this year, we had one receiver that I thought was going to be our number one receiver, uh, and it wasn't Winston Wright. I think Winston Wright's going to play well. I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what Bryce Ford Wheaton does in this bowl game. Nelsie's coming back. This is a kickoff to his senior year or his last year at West Virginia. I'm going with Bryce Ford Wheaton. I don't know how much we're going to get on the ground. I also don't know how much Justin Johnson's going to get in the game to give us a little bit of a spark. Um, I don't think we're going to run wild on him. So I think that we're actually going to connect on a couple of these deep balls that's going to break open the game. Bryce Ford Wheaton, offensive MVP for me. Number three. In the battle going on between Huggins and Oscar Shibway, I believe blank in this debate. I believe Bobby Huggins. Because in all of his years coaching, I don't think I've ever heard him be accused of the vindictive things that Oscar Shibway has accused him of. Now, I'm not telling you that Huggy has handled this perfectly because, in my opinion, he should never have spoken about Oscar once Oscar left. And Huggy has, on at least one occasion, taken the low road and attacked Oscar, which is fine. That's what Huggy wants to do. Do it. I don't think it helps. But I also don't believe when Oscar Shibway says that Huggy told him he's going to ruin his life. I especially don't believe it when Oscar retracted it and said that somebody around him told him that Huggins told them that that was his plan. The he said, she said, hearsay, all that baloney tells me is probably untrue. I trust Huggins. I trust his record. I trust his character. I'm going with Bobby Huggins on this. I don't like how all this is going down. I think it's ugly, uh, whether it was written about correctly or incorrectly or somebody was quoted wrong. I don't like this look for West Virginia. I don't like this look for Oscar Shibway. But with everything coming out, I think I I, I kind of err on the side that you are with Huggins because Huggins has had a lot of players leave. Some of them weren't very happy. And yet this is the first time we've ever heard some rhetoric like this. I'm not perfect. Maybe I'm wrong. Obviously, I'm not perfect. Uh, maybe I'm dead wrong. It's just my gut feeling like and this is not me wanting to believe in hugs because I, I, you know, I like hugs. I think he's a great coach, but I know he's not infallible. But in this particular situation, I just I believe him when he, when he says what he says because of the way he says it. Maybe I'm gullible, but that's just the way I feel. I believe Huggins. I do think it's funny that he said he would take a lie detector test. A little more povich for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it, though. Get him on Mari. Number four. I believe when everyone's healthy, Deuce blank be in the rotation for the Knicks. I think Deuce will be in the rotation. He's young. He's healthy. He's hungry. And I think he does what Tom Thibodeau likes most, which is play defense on the ball. I think Deuce will be in the rotation for the New York Knickerbockers. You have to. I, I think um, opportunities, everything. Derrick Rose said it most. Opportunities, everything. Right now, he's getting his opportunities, taking advantage of it. He had 15 a couple games ago against Golden State. He's been playing well, played really well in the G League. Um, he's playing defense. He's hustling. He's hitting his shots. Um, I think he will be in the rotation. I definitely do. He, he'll be in it. Number five. WVU will blank against Minnesota. West Virginia is an underdog, and they're an underdog for a reason. 
But my heart says that West Virginia will win against Minnesota in the GuaranteedRate.com Bowl. I thought we so were... I'm going with West Virginia to not only win, but to cover. We all know good teams win, great teams cover. Let's enjoy this dub. I thought we were underdogs. I mean, I thought we were favorites. Nope, we're, we're, we're dogs. We started out as dogs? We started out as favorites very briefly, and then it was adjusted almost immediately, and Minnesota was the favorite. Okay. I think it's a six-and-a-half-point line right now. Oof, oof. Okay. I uh, I think West Virginia is going to win. I think we're going to win. And I'm not going to say anything about the climb, but you got to prove it to me in year four. And this is where we start. We'll see how much we can get adjusted. We'll see how many how many changes we've made. Um, how uh, and changes uh, how much we've grown. You know, we got four weeks off. Uh, we'll see if we cut out some of the dumb things that we've been doing and start shoring up some of the other things. I just I don't know. Maybe it's the fan in me, but I think we win. But that's what we got. Five on it. Five questions. Five answers. The RVK. Let us know. Do you believe hugs? Do you believe Oscar? How do you feel? Get at us. The Raspy Voice Kids. Raspy Voice! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, here to tell you about our new partner, Home Field Apparel. The big thing about Home Field Apparel is they have the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel, t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, more than 100 schools available, and new ones added all the time. Now, of course, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Mountaineer fan. You'll be happy to know they have plenty of WVU clothing, not like everything else you find everywhere else. This is very specific and unique to Home Field. You need to check them out. It is fantastic. If you use our promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, you get 15% off your first order. All orders over $100 get free shipping. So make sure you go to Home Field Apparel, check them out, buy their clothes, and use code RASPY12. Gridiron Metalworks is our new sponsor for the Raspy Voice Kids for the RVK. We are now working with Gridiron Metalworks. It's the perfect gift for the hard to shop for. Metal home goods that are made for college super fans. You can find collegiate branded grills, grates, and griddles, and or flower pots, stainless steel bookends, and coasters, even can coolers, all in actual school colors, not just the, oh, it's close, like other manufacturers do. It's a gift that you can almost guarantee someone doesn't have. It's high quality and made in the USA. Also, there's free shipping on all orders over $100. Go to www.gridironmetal.com, use the code RASPY12, and you can jump in on the benefits. Gridiron Metalworks, making things that you want, that you need. I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. And I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard. I'm going in, I'm going in, we going in, we going in, and we finna go hard. Because we the Raspberry Boys kids, and I'm Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. And I'm with my brother, Jeremy Nicholas Venus. Got to give the people. Anyways, no, no, it's a different show, different show. I'm in different the building. Show, show. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. In the booth, we here. Jeremy, how you want to start this show or this segment? Let's start with basketball, man. Not a lot has been learned. Uh, we got young. Well, excuse me. I, I disagree. I feel like a lot has been learned. Let me just say. When this comes out, we're already going to know whether we beat Youngstown State or not. We're 16-point favorites. I got to assume while we're talking on Friday and you're listening to this on Friday, we're talking, excuse me, Thursday. You're going to be listening on Thursday. We're recording this Wednesday. I got to imagine we're going to be 11-1 and and heading into conference play. But what have you learned so far, Brandon? I learned that our offense is but ugly. I mean, atrocious. Out of timeouts, terrible. Typical Bobby Huggins basketball, so ugly I can barely stand it. Beautiful when Taz is doing his thing. Beautiful when Sean McNeil does his thing. But as an offensive unit, we do not pass well. We do not move well. We don't make our free throws. It's ugly. But do you know what I love, Jeremy? Talk about it. 
typical Bobby Huggins basketball. We play defense with a tenacity that is known very rarely in college basketball. We create turnovers. We force people to be uncomfortable and take bad shots. We don't rebound well, but we rebound when it matters. And down the stretch against UAB, we made our free throws unbelievably. So I feel like we know that this team is not pretty, but they are resilient. And resilient will get you a lot further than being pretty. Let me say nobody wants to play this team. And I'm not saying we're junk, we're the best team in the country, but nobody wants to play a scrappy team who's going to bump and play great defense all game. We are going to be in every game that we play this year, I think, I think. Because when you play defense like that, you can win any game. It's just can we play offense? Now well, I'll be the honest. To that is no. I'm pleasantly surprised that our offense is so bad, and I'm pleasantly surprised that our defense is so good. Why are you pleasantly surprised that our offense is bad? I, I guess I shouldn't say pleasantly surprised. I should just say surprised. I thought I thought coming back with the two scores, Taz and McNeil, I figured we'd have a guard who could you know ignite a little bit. Heard a lot of things about Jalen Bridges. I thought our offense would be better than this, and so for it to be this bad where nobody else can score other than Taz, except for Sean McNeil, surprises me. Because I thought Isaiah Cottrell, young kid, he's going to grow. Those are the those are the three things that I, 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 I don't get. I'm calling the three players out. I'm paging Malik Curry. I'm paging Isaiah Cottrell. I'm paging Jalen Bridges. JB, stop with the pepperoni rolls. Get in the gym. We got we got a fifth year senior and Malik Curry who averaged sixteen points or, or something like that. Granted, the last team he played for wasn't you know in a Power Five uh, group. Then you have Isaiah Cottrell who played a lot. I mean, who uh, got hurt early last year? But there's just so much promise. Jalen Bridges, so much so much promise. Like we, I expected these guys to be ten point scores, and if we got that, we'd be in a, a juggernaut. But right now. Every time I look at their stat line, they're one for five with six points. And I had felt like going into this year that they were too good of offensive players not to figure out, figure it out and generate some. Because I figured, look, they're young. The more they grow, the more they learn, the more they grow into their bodies and get a little stronger. And it's just not materializing so far. It's 11 games in, and this is the easiest part of your schedule. And nobody has showed up outside of Taz and McNeil. And that's the reason why I'm just surprised. Can Defense- we show love? Go ahead. Go ahead. Defensively, I'm not. I, I'm surprised because I didn't know Keidre Johnson was that much of a monster on defense. I didn't, know, I didn't know the rest of these guards could get after it and, and, and play and switch the way they've been doing to suffocate and turn over teams the way they have been and playing the way they have been. I was just a little surprised. I figured our defense would be solid like it normally is. But this, they're, they're way better than what I thought. They're way better. So that's where I'm surprised on both sides, how both sides of this game have, has, has went. Well, my thing is, Kedrian Johnson also was the top scorer coming out of his division coming into the season. And everybody's like, well, now it's not, it's about more than just defense. I'm mean, more than just offense. Yeah. Well, we need some offense. Why don't we have any? You know what I mean, Jay? Yeah. Like, I love that he plays great defense, but I, this is what I've said for years. I have said Bobby Huggins beats the offense out of players, he beats the offense out of players. And that's why I love what Taz is doing. Taz, Taz is the most gifted scorer since Drew Shafino. That's going way back. And Taz Sherman, he just has so many ways he can put it on you. And he does consistently. Even in a bad game, he still scores in the teens. The yep. man just gets his buckets. He is a walking bucket. Sean McNeil can score. He can shoot. But he cannot do what Taz does. Jalen Bridges, I don't understand. It seems like he's in his own head right now. Hopefully, he will break out of that shell. Isaiah Cottrell, here's what I will give him. He's coming off of a massive injury. The Achilles tendon injury is a big deal. So I will give him that maybe he's getting used to playing again, a contact sport, coming off of that injury. But I don't know how long that's going to last. It's funny. Go ahead, my bad. No, we'll have to see. It's funny because Jalen and Jacoby call it – they have their, their guys in the NBA they call the irrational confidence players. And Taz Sherman is an irrational confident yes. player. Meaning, man, he can score the bucket. 
But Taz thinks he's the greatest player on the court every single night. If he was in the NBA. No, no, he, no. Taz thinks he's the greatest player of all time. Of all time. <laughs> but this team needs that. They need an irrational confidence guy. They, they need it. When he gets on the court, he's looking to shoot every time, and he needs to. And he doesn't think there's nothing he, he can't do. And that's what we need. And I love it right now because that's that's our only hope. So we need this irrational confident guy, confidence guy to do what he does if West Virginia is going to be successful. And so far, hey, look, we're 10-1. and one. We're probably 11-1 and one. Um, when you guys hear this. So what else can you say? Just hope everybody else gets on board and starts helping out a little bit. Help me, Tash Sherman. You're my only hope. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. Keep on shooting. Keep on shooting. This bowl game, Brandon, is upon us. The guaranteed rate. I was going to say .com bowl, but maybe it's not. But guaranteed rate bowl. I think it's guaranteed rate .com bowl. Here we go. Another bowl game. And I remember back in the past growing up, bowl games were not a happy time for West Virginia fans. I mean, they were. But we never seemed to win. We never lost a Friday night. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes, this is true. And it's a little different now because we're playing on Tuesday night in the wee early morning, almost Wednesday morning. Well, we are going to spill into Wednesday morning. 10-15 Tuesday, Neil Brown trying to go 2-0 on bowl games. What's your feel? My feel is that he can do it. I will say this. I have the I have a lot of respect for PJ Fleck. I love that rope the boat mentality. I like how he coaches. I like the energy he brings. I wished at one point that he could bring it to Morgantown. I just didn't see how it was going to happen. And of course it didn't. He went from Western Michigan to Minnesota, and I like what he's doing over there. I wish him nothing but the best, except for on December the 28th when he plays my Mountaineers. I want to beat them in large part because they've been talking a lot of trash, which we will get to. When it comes to why we hate. But I think the Mountaineers pull this out. I don't have a good reason to believe that. Because Minnesota's defense does what we don't like them to do. Which is stop the run. They also stop the pass. So I'm really not sure why I believe we're going to win. But I believe we're going to win. I believe we're going to find a way. I believe we're going to have the grit and the determination to do so. And that's what I'm banking on. Ah man. This is big for us. I would say it's big, but it's not big. Because even if we lose next year, you know, Nico comes in and you get another chance. I I don't know how much weight to put on this bowl game. I'm just hoping to see something different. I guess that's it. I'm hoping to see something different. And I, I kind of expect to. These kids are going to buy in. But we'll see it in the bowl game. And, and uh, I think we're going to come out and play ball. Our defense, solid. Our offense needs to be sharp in a few spots. It felt like we're kind of getting a little traction coming down the stretch. I honestly feel like um, getting Justin Johnson and, and Mathis in there and seeing a little bit more explosion and, you know, a different look, a different player, something you haven't, you know, strategized for. I don't know. I just uh, maybe this is an irrational confidence moment by me, but I think we get it done, Brandon. I really think we get it done. A score? I don't know. I, I, I'll go tw- I can't get a feel for a score yet. Yeah, I can't, give a, I can't get a feel for a score, but I'll go 24-21 Mountaineers. I'll throw it out there. 24-21 Mountaineers. Um, for everybody who's up late enough uh, to to see it through to the end, which I hopefully I will be. I just realized I work at four thirty in the morning, which I gotta usually leave, you know, close to four. So hopefully I get to watch it all. And if it's going to be a blowout, hopefully it's a blowout early, one way or the other, so I can go to bed. But um, I think we get it done, Brandon. I think we get it done. What'd you say the score would be? Twenty four, twenty one. Which is funny because the over under is forty four and a half. Oh wow, I didn't know that. In Minnesota, the line is down to minus four and a half in favor of Minnesota. All right, well there it is. It's you laid out. Betting trends. Go ahead, get at us. West Virginia is one and four against the spread against a team with a winning record in its last five games. West Virginia is 0-7 against the spread in bowls in its last seven games. Minnesota is 14-3 as favorites in its last 17 games. Minnesota is 4-1 against the spread in bowls in its last five games. Minnesota is 6-2 against the spread in its last eight games. All the experts are picking Minnesota, except for Jason Kersey from The Athletic. Uh, they get things wrong all the time. 
They better because this is not looking good. Yeah, everybody had uh, Georgia beating Alabama too. Anyway, <laughs> I think it was everybody had Georgia beating West Virginia in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, we could go that way too. But it's going to be fun. And either way, you got to stay up and watch it or record it or something. This is the last one. You're going to be sitting at home talking about, I wish, I wish college football was around. Well, this is it. Like that TV show on NBC, this is it. So check it out. Make sure you pay attention. What you also should be paying attention to is the New York Knickerbockers giving Deuce some time and Deuce some love. Now, I know this was a few games ago. Um, we probably should have talked about it last week, but I, I just forgot to really just – we talked about Curry breaking that record, Brandon, but I think it was just a magical thing that McBride was on the court to guard Curry during that game, something that he'll never forget. What a moment. What a moment to be a part of. And I know we wish it was for our Knicks, but I'm talking about specifically for Deuce McBride to be there and to be able to witness greatness and something like that and be on the court to guard that man as he endeavors to journey his way through the NBA. Yeah, I love it for Deuce. I and love I, how hard he's worked. I love how hard he he puts. I love the effort he puts into his game, and I love that it's being rewarded. And that's what you want to see: people be rewarded for their hard work. It doesn't always work out that way, but it is right now, and that's what I'm proud of, and I'm happy, especially as a Mountaineer. I'm proud and, of him as a Mountaineer. And I know they got a lot of guards on the Knicks, and I said that earlier, but Grimes and quickly. And uh, just the, the guards that they have that are fighting with him for minutes do different things than uh, McBride. McBride gives you a different flavor than those guards. And I understand Quickly was there last year, and he is quick, and he did, has been playing well. I'm taking McBride over Quickly. I'm sorry. I just am. Uh, quickly initiates the offense more, but McBride, I don't know. There's just this control when he's there. Now, maybe I'm being a homer, but my point is there's a lot of players out for the Knicks. When they all come back, does Mc, does McBride stay in the rotation? And as we said on I Got Five on it, we both feel as if he will because of what he adds, his age, his youth, but his projection, his promise, his uh, quote-unquote, what we all always call it, a potential. Because of his potential, I just think that he's going to stay in the rotation, and I think he's doing a great job. And, you know, if you if you have a Knicks game on, just believe that you could turn it on and watch because McBride is going to be in, in, in many of these games. Another thing that we talked about on I Got Five on it, something that's getting ugly, Brandon. Oscar Sheepway, Bobby Huggins, had reports coming out saying Huggins said he'd you know, ruined Oscar's career. Then they went back and said that Oscar said that Huggins never said that, that he heard from somebody that he said that. It's all just getting ugly, man. What do, what do you think about this whole mess, if you want to call it that? Well, I saw Kathy Mirabel. Shout out to Kathy Mirabel, friend of the show. Um, she said, Oscar must be sending gifts to Bette Midler right now for taking the heat off of him in West Virginia. <laughs> That's real. Uh, Oscar Shibway had no business giving that interview, saying things that Hug said that he never heard Hug say. That's the number one rule. Yeah, yeah but hold up. I, I do want to rebuttal before you go on with your next thing is because – the difference is Hugs took shots first. I witnessed. I listened Hugs to might, Hugs might have taken shots, but talk, it has talk, nothing to do with Oscar saying listen, talking about things. Listen, Huggins said something first. So-called All Americans. He took shots first. Then this twenty-year-old Huggins is not twenty. Heard it, got his feelings, and said, "Well, this is what he said about me." I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's not like he he shot first. He got in his feelings and fired back and said some stuff or let himself slip one of the two. That's the reason why I don't feel like Bette Miller and, and Oscar are in the same boat because he, as a 20-year-old, heard something and got his feelings and said something that maybe that was question that he shouldn't have said. Like, point blank, shouldn't have said. But it wasn't like he popped off first. And he's 20. Not how me, I, Jeremy. Who it, shot you, but your punks didn't finish. Now you're about to feel the wrath of a menace. Bobby, we hit him up. The thing, the thing about Sheboy, too, is he didn't need to say anything. I mean, the truth be told, he didn't need to say anything. He's Nothing. Headed for, he's headed for All-American status. What's 100%. To, what's there to say? Exactly. My thing is, it only makes Huggins look bad. Because Huggins is like, the guy didn't want to work hard while he was here. We don't want people like that. Guess what, Bobby? I want people, <laughs> I want yes. people like Oscar Sheboy here. The guy's averaging more than a double-double. Almost 20 and 10, right? Something like that crazy. In the SEC, not some other you know pathetic conference. He's 
an all-American citizen by all standards. I want that guy here. And by the way, and what I want to know is why can't you keep big men happy? Second of all, you say work. Did he say work hard? Yes, he said he didn't want to do the things that we wanted him to okay. do. Okay, well, see that's see that's different. Didn't want him to do the things we wanted him to do. Okay, I get that. Hey, Oscar wanted to play a different side, but to say work hard, I'm looking at Oscar's body. I watch him on the court. I really question, like, if somebody said Oscar didn't work hard, I would really be like, I've seen those videos. He looks like he works really hard. Now, that's different than doing what they want you to do. They want you to work on a different thing. Okay, that's different. But, okay, I just want to clear that out. But that's my point. At what point do you look at yourself if you're a coaching staff and say, hey, why don't we get the most out of this guy instead of getting what we want out of this guy? It's true. No, that's, that's a great point. And that, that's how I feel about, I just feel like in his age, he's gotten rigid. He said in my, Bobby Huggins said, in my day, you had to work for things. It's not your day anymore, Bobby. Coach Huggins, it's not your day anymore. This is a new day and age. It's a new time when Mike Krzyzewski said he would not take one and duns, And then he did. And then he won national championships. Especially, Brandon, especially when you have nobody on the roster like Oscar. You, you have to, no one on the <laughs> roster like Oscar. You gotta, you gotta swallow a little bit of that. I'm being honest with you. You gotta swallow your pride a little <laughs> you bit. You got to swallow a whole lot. <laughs> and my thing is, it'd be different if Oscar was a problem child. But by all accounts, he's not a problem child. Or now, if he was marginal, how good he was. Even at West Virginia, yes, Oscar. When we looked at him, we we're like, man, we wish he could score more inside. But he was still getting nine rebounds and nine points. You know what nine points and nine rebounds would do on this team? Well, first, he'd be leading the team in rebounds. <laughs> and second, he'd probably be close to the second, second highest scorer on the team. Yeah, like, I just, I just, man, I don't get it. But, you know, they're not paying me to get it. They're paying Huggins a whole lot of money to get it. And that's one of my problems with this whole situation is I don't think he does. Speaking and of – I think – Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Every day that goes by – it sounds more and more like the game has pa- is passing Bobby Huggins by. And I hate it because he's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. He's my favorite coach that ever coached WVU. Well, he's one of my favorite coaches that ever coached WVU sports. And 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 you know what? And so it hurts. Everybody was watching call, it is how it feels. Everybody wants to call this new generation soft. Okay, fine. They're soft Huggins. And they don't like being talked to like that. I don't know how other way to put it. The world is changing. It always changes. These kids are soft. They're, they think they deserve blah, blah, blah. Hey, 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 you're right. You're right. But you know what? These kids are soft and they think, so we got to, we got to, we got to either adjust or get out. What are the two? Adjust or get out 100%. Because this is what you're given. And, and you decided, Hey, okay, fine. You don't want to do what I say. You don't want to, you want to be soft. We don't need you. Hey, the only problem is, we do need him. <laughs> we, do we need him bad. We need him something fierce. We Can you imagine if this team could rebound, Jeremy? Brandon, I keep saying, what is this team missing? You know what they're missing? An Oscar Sheboy. Somebody who could go rebound the basketball, hustle, and be a compliment to Gabe Osaboyan when it comes to that hustling and leaving it all on the court. Yeah, I but. agree 100%. <laughs> but either way, either way, you know, that's a problem. Another problem I want to get to. And this is all I got. So think if you want to talk about something else on this show. I meant to say this last week, too. Urban Liar. Brandon, we have talked about Urban Liar so much. Urban Meyer, set to retire, won some games, is also a liar. What he did at Jacksonville was absolutely shameful. To be a leader of these guys and then be caught in this this bar or caught kicking somebody, which he didn't get fired for kicking somebody. That was way in August. You mean to tell me that that, that back in August just now came out? No, that was your reason for firing him. Um, is he trustworthy? No. Is he a liar? Yes. Do I feel like he's a scumbag? Of course. You live on a rock if you don't believe he's a scumbag. But I heard people talking, Paul Feinbaum and other talking heads saying he will never get an NFL job. Of course, he he's he's discredited himself so much he won't get college jobs. Yeah, I believe that there's some college that'll step up and take him based on what he's done. But my question Jeremy. to you, Brandon, my question to you, Brandon, is we hate Urban Meyer. We can't stand Urban Meyer. Hate his guts. Uh, uh, he he's a bad dude, Brandon. <laughs> would you take Urban Meyer as your head coach? At West Heartbeat. Virginia, 
Yeah. At West Virginia University. Heartbeat. All it takes is one pitter-patter. Bring him on the platter. Bring Urban Meyer to Morgantown. I'd take him in a heartbeat. Let me tell you something, Jeremy. I am... I don't know everything, but I do know a winner when I see one. And Urban Meyer said to his coaching staff that he's a winner. They were all losers. And one thing you can say about Urban Meyer is that if, of all the times he lied, in that moment, he did not lie. He won at Bowling Green. He won at Utah. He won at Florida. He won at Ohio State. He will win at his next stop. Urban Meyer is a winner. A bad person. I don't want him dating my daughter. I don't want him raising my son. But I'd love to have him coach my football team. These people I've seen say, why would we ever win him at West Virginia? Oh, my goodness. You people have lost your mind. You have lost your I would give my left arm for Urban Meyer to come to Morgantown tomorrow. Have you people lost your mind? Yes. We are talking about Urban Meyer, who won national championships not only at Florida, but at Ohio State. Multiple national championships. I'm talking about going undefeated with Utah. I'm talking about making Alex Smith at Utah a Heisman contender. Have you lost your mind? Heisman contender, the number one pick. You have lost your mind. <laughs> I mean, these people, look, look, I understand not liking people, but a lot of times people confuse not liking somebody with, with, with their ability. Barry Bonds takes steroids. Oh, Barry Bonds, he's terrible. Oh, who disgraceful? We don't like. Yeah, yeah. And they get that mixed up for no, not not realizing you don't want to see him up at bat across from your pitcher because he's going to hit the heck out of the baseball. People who were hating on Kobe when he had his allegations going on. Kobe Bryant, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his character's terrible. You don't want to see him on the basketball court. It's the same thing with Urban Meyer, terrible person. But I would love for him to coach my team tomorrow. Come Tell get me. rehabilitated, Urban. Yeah. Come get rehabilitated. Come to Morgantown and get rehabilitated, Urban. I'm telling and, you. And, and don't nobody talk around here. Don't nobody talk. We'll keep it locked down. Till you win your wait. national championship. I can't wait to get an Urban Meyer Mountaineer t-shirt. I'm telling you right Brandon, now. Brandon, this, it'll never happen. He's never, ever coming to West Virginia. <laughs> but, Brandon, just, just the thought of Urban Meyer being on West Virginia oh. sideline makes my heart pitter-patter. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too, son. I'm not stupid. I'm telling you, these people have lost their minds talking about they don't ever want Urban Meyer. Oh my! These people want Rich Rod back, oh but they don't my. want Urban Meyer. Crazy people. Get out of here. Get out of here. Don't confuse the two. That's all we're asking you. Don't confuse the two of not liking somebody and not wanting somebody. There's a difference. Anyway, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? Nope, it's time for Why We Hate Minnesota. Rest me, boys! Hail West Virginia! Hail West Virginia! The Raspy Voice Kids are back with another edition of Why We Hate. Today, it's Why We Hate Minnesota. We have... Less than a week before the West Virginia Mountaineers take on the Minnesota Golden Gophers in the GuaranteedRate.com Bowl out in Phoenix, Arizona at 10.15 p.m. on December the 28th, which is a Tuesday, middle of the week. And I want y'all to know why we hate Minnesota. I hate Minnesota because they think that they are something that they are not. Nothing goes through me more than people having a, a disproportionate view of themselves Minnesota thinks they're a blue blood, but they're not. They think they're something because they play Ohio State. Ben Booth pointed this out, and I loved it. Ben Booth, shout to Ben Booth on Twitter. Ben Booth pointed out that he didn't know, just like I didn't know, that Minnesota thinks they're a blue blood because they play Ohio State, they play Michigan. The fact is they're 2-40 and 40 against Ohio State since 1969. They haven't won in over two decades. 2-40. and 40. Did you know that, Jeremy? I didn't know that about Ohio State, but I, I got some other teams I was going to bring up. They also lost to 4-8 and eight Bowling Green this year, Jeremy. So when they got mad, this was the thing. They got on Twitter, and their fans started popping off, complaining about the fact that they had to play West Virginia. Like somehow we're beneath them. We're not beneath them. We're on par at the least. If you go through the records, we've been playing football for less time than them, and we have more wins than them. Than them. 
We have a better mascot without question. You guys are the Golden Gophers. Why would you ever want to be known as a Golden Gopher? Are there a lot of Gophers in Minnesota? No. Gophers are in the Southwest. It was all because of some misunderstanding years and years ago that you guys decided to adopt. Why? I will never understand. But you're not intimidating anybody with a gopher, especially not one that looks like a squirrel. Do you know what a musket blast would do to a, to a gopher, Jeremy? Jeez. Obliterate. The end of. No more. No mas. That's where we are with the Minnesota Gold Gophers. Now, I'll be honest. I like P.J. Fleck. Represent P.J. Fleck. Represent P.J. Fleck's row the boat. But what he decided to do at Minnesota was not enough. They're not original. Look at their M. That's all you guys could come up with? We have the flying WV. We didn't just put a block W and a block V together like so many other teams could have or would have. You guys went out and just did a basic, typical M for your Logo, nothing special, nothing great, just like your football program. But here you are on social media popping off, talking trash. Get out of here with that. Please get out of here with that. If you're so great, you'd be a double-digit favorite. You're not. And when we get to Phoenix, we're going to find out who really is what they think they are. You had to take somebody from our coaching staff in order to be competitive, and he's not even going to coach. Shout to Kirk Soraka, however you say his name. But that's what I got, Jay. What you got? Row, row, row your boat gently out of Minnesota. <laughs> you guys are so happy <laughs> PJ Fleck finally came around. Row the boat. Hey, look, just to let you know, be successful. Peace. He's out of there. Like Herd Hater brought to my attention, he's going to be out of there just like the L.A. Lakers was up out of there. Peace. L.A. They left Minnesota just like everybody leaves because what's in Minnesota? You know what? It just hit me. Our boy, Kevin Garnett, didn't say anything is possible in Minnesota. Why? Because he was out. Kevin Love was like, peace, see y'all later. Uh, uh, Wiggins was like, I'm gone. Find me riding on chrome. Hit the clutch, hit the gear, hit the gas, and I'm gone. But we're here talking about your football team, man. Don't you know? Minnesota, don't you know? Here's the thing. I I was just thinking about your team and your players. What are you guys known for? If, are, are you guys a basketball team? Somebody, no. anywhere. Name one basketball player who's ever played for Minnesota. Don't worry. I'll wait. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe it's football. Name one player who's ever played for Minnesota. Can I name one, Jay? Don't worry. I'll wait. Yeah, name one. Name one. Bruce Smith, son. Oh, excuse me. Okay, you got Bruce Smith from 19, uh, 1912. Great. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Not just, the Bruce Smith, but Bruce Smith. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm saying is, what's Minnesota known for? You're not a basketball school. You're not a football school. Oh, let me guess. You're going to come with the same old tired. We're the Big t- Ten. We have academics. Oh, okay, you're known for your academics, your AAU status. Oh, you're, you're the pretty much what you're telling me is you're the Vanderbilt of the SEC. Oh, oh got you. Oh, whoa, 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 wait, we're gonna stop because Vanderbilt plays baseball. They actually win championships over and over again in baseball. What are you known for, man? You talk about naming players. You could have named one big time player who should have went to y'all, who grew up his whole life wanting to be a Gopher. Now I don't understand that, but he was from Minnesota. He grew up thinking about being a Gopher. And what you guys tell him? You told him, no, we want uh, uh, Brendan Armstrong, a different quarterback, a quarterback who didn't even sign with you guys. He eventually went to Virginia. Brandon, you know who I'm talking about? I don't. Trey Lance, the North Dakota product, the San Francisco 49er. He grew up as a Minnesota boy. He dreamed of being a Golden Gopher. And y'all failed on that, too. You couldn't even get a homegrown to come home and play quarterback. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about all these trophies you have. You have the most trophies in the Big Ten for all these different games. You have a you have a trophy for Wisconsin, which is kind of dumb because you've lost 16 of your last 17. The Paul Bunyan's act, acts, which is funny because I think it was like back in 1968 or back in something, it was a slab of bacon. Uh, we're just making up stuff now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, just come on. Come so, on. So slab of bacon, it was stolen. So you went to Paul Bunyan's axe. Okay. It doesn't matter because you guys haven't seen it in like 17 years. Or, or you want to talk about Michigan, the little brown jug. Well, that's a cute thing. But you've lost one fourth of the time you've played them. You've played them a hundred times, a hundred and one times, actually, if I'm going to be specific. Do you know how many times you've won? 25. You're 75 and 25. You're playing for things that you can't even win. You mean they're make- 25 and 75. That's what I'm saying. Excuse me, 25 and 75. You've lost three-fourths of every time you've played them. Minnesota, get out of here, man. I, I want to root for P.J. Fleck. I can't stand the Big Ten. But, man, I hate you guys because what do you guys represent? All you going to talk about is your AAU status. And the Golden Gopher, Brandon already brought it up. It's not even a gopher. It's a land squirrel. Look at the dots on its tail. Because gophers are the most disgusting creatures I've ever seen. Look at those teeth. And yet that's what you ride behind? That's what you rally around? Do you know what they call gophers at work? Brandon, if somebody says, hey, he's a gopher at work, that means it's somebody who just runs around doing everything else everybody else doesn't want to do. You're second class. You're second rate, man. Minnesota, and you have the nerve to come at us. You have the nerve to think, why are we playing West Virginia? Baby, if I say West Virginia football players, you're going to rattle off names. I'm going to let you think about it. And then I'm going to tell you, Major Harris, Pat White, Tavon Austin. Yes, all those come to mind because we are a great football school. Oh, basketball school? Yes, we do it there too. Jerry West. Don't even, don't forget about your boy Javon Carter. And I know, I know you know that name, uh, uh, Pitsnoggle, Kevin Pitsnoggle. Baby, we have huge tradition. We are doing nothing but up, upping your ratings for this bowl game. And when we see you, we're going to show you. And I know PJ Flex's favorite thing to say after every press conference is Sky you ma, ma. Sky you ma. Is, is that how you pronounce it? I would ask uh, how the uh, actual pronunciation is, of it is, but you guys just make up stuff, so it doesn't really matter. Sky you ma. And, and it came from way back when uh, in the Dakota, somebody yelled it out, and somehow you guys took it over. The truth is, Dakota and Lakota specialists have said that that word means nothing, that you misheard it. The ma at the end, you only added so it would rhyme with uh, rah, rah, rah. That's the truth. You know it's the truth. I know it's the truth. So literally, you're making up words for your university that your coach uses at the end of every press conference that are just made up. Look, man, I was about to make up a word I don't even know now. I was about to say, oh, uh, yeah, McGillicuddy. Yeah, McGillicuddy. Dude, McGillicuddy kid. Yeah, just make up something. Look, man. When we see you, we're going to show you why you're second rate in the Big Ten. I know you have great defense and great offense, but you know what? That's in the Big Ten. Don't send a Big Ten team to do a Big 12 job, baby. We're here. We're the Mountaineers, and we're going to show you why Paul Bunyan ain't got nothing on the Mountaineer, baby. Let's go. It's time to ride. It's time to rock. I know it's going to be earlier in the more, uh, earlier in the day for you to watch, but us Mountaineer fans, us Mountaineer Nation, we coming strong. We're going to be on Twitter. We're going to be on Facebook. We're going to be in the stadium. We're going to be representing the gold and the blue, baby. I can't wait to see y'all. Get ready. Holla at your boys. Sports Social Podcast Network.